Let's pray. Listen, O heavens, and I will speak here, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching fall like rain, and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the greatness of our God. He is the rock. His works are perfect, and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong. Upright and just is he. Let your spirit, O Lord God, use me. And speak. Speak to me. Speak to your people. In All Saints Cathedral Sanctuary and online, I humbly pray through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. I am honored to be here to minister this afternoon. Uh, my thanks and appreciation go to the provost of the cathedral and uh, her staff for the privilege given to come and minister. Uh, on this day, uh, greetings from my extended family in Junamagara Ministries where I and my wife serve the Lord. My wife is here, Lillian Timohirwe, um, a member of this cathedral parish and uh, uh, minister of the gospel together with the uh, uh, Anglican Fellowship Choir that uh, I was ministering when I gave my life to Christ in 1985 at St. Francis Chapel, Makerere. So I praise the Lord for the opportunity that God gave me that time because I have continuously desired to rise and serve the Lord, which is the uh, message title that I was given to address today using a verse taken from First Peter chapter 4 verse 10 which says each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms and the following verse says, if anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. That is the text that I am going to be ministering from. And I want to say that serving is the purest form of demonstrating a humble attitude which God approves. The wisest man, Solomon, that lived on earth, given wisdom by God, said that there is one reason why God created man and put him on earth. And that was 
to worship and to glorify God. And we worship God by serving him. And the call for you and I to rise and serve is a call to demonstrate our willingness and eagerness to obey God who created us with the abilities of being able to demonstrate gratitude to him through serving. And this is my understanding of serving when I expand it for understanding I take seven words out of serving, which is surrendering expensive resources voluntarily initiates nurturing God's approval. So I'm going to address uh, my message following that word, serving. An attitude that is tuned for serving is not a normal attitude that everyone possesses. A mindset that sets selfish and personal interests aside for the sake of serving God and serving others comes when a transformational transaction takes place in an individual who accepts Jesus Christ and is given the right to become God's child. And then with God's child-like attitude and mindset, then it becomes possible to arise and attempt to serving God and serving others. The reason why I say this is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in one of his teachings, showed his disciples and through him to us that serving is what he actually came to do. Imagine that. The Son of God says he did not come to seek to be worshipped and glorified. He did not come to seek to even establish a visible, physical kingdom. Even though his disciples expected that he was going to establish the kingdom of Israel that would overthrow the Roman Empire and then demonstrate the power of God. Even though his disciples, like Peter and John, at one point, when disturbed and angry by a village that did not allow Jesus Christ and them to pass through, said, Lord, let's call fire from heaven like Elijah did and wipe them out, scorch earth annihilation. <laughs> Jesus said, no, no, that's not what I am here for. And he told them in Matthew chapter 20, Starting from verse 25 to 28, this is what he told them. Jesus called them together and said, You know 
that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And this is where I pick the point that says surrendering. Surrendering. Jesus surrendered. He was willing to serve and to surrender his life for others. He established a new way. He established a new dimension and he gave a new definition of what serving is all about and what it should look like in the family of God, born of the Spirit through accepting him as Lord and Savior. So that's the surrendering component that I'm talking about. And it is an expensive surrendering because he surrendered his life to die. And I say, coming to the third point of resources, expensive resources, his life was the most expensive resource that heaven could afford to send into the world to serve the purpose of redeeming and saving humanity. And so to rise and set ourselves to serve is to rise with the power of the Spirit and do that which does not come easily, that which does not come humanly. Rising to serve in the real sense of Jesus Christ's definition of serving requires denying ourselves. Denying to be served. It requires surrendering ourselves, our comfort zones, our resources that are not personal, but the greatest, most expensive resource that is to be surrendered as a resource in serving others is the resource of life. And I want to say that to live is to serve. And to serve, not self, but to serve God and to serve others. For self-serving is against the description that Jesus Christ gave of what serving is. That is different from what the kings of the world do. They self-serve. Everything is for themselves. They have a stomach, a limited vision, where all they see is limited by what comes in, and so they don't see far. But a Christ modeled serving is one that looks at the cross at Calvary. Before he gets there, he teaches his disciples that he is here to serve and to serve himself by dying on the cross for others. And he demonstrates the humility of what that looks like when he takes off his outer garment the day he was to be, before he was to be crucified, 
he took off his outer garment and he wrapped a towel around himself and washed the disciples' feet. And Peter, the one who tells us now to serve others with the gifts of grace that we have received, in that instant said, no, 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 you cannot wash my feet. No, leave me alone. And Jesus says, you don't know what you're talking about, Peter. If I don't wash your feet, you have no share in those who serve with me. You, you are looking at me as someone who is your Lord. And Jesus says, yes, that's what I am. But I am showing you the way you are to serve God and preach the gospel and convert the Roman Empire that you thought could be overturned by war horses and fire coming from heaven. It is to be overcome and won through humility. And so Peter said, oh, oh, I get it, Lord. Then wash myself, wash my head, wash my chest, wash my back, wash me everywhere. <laughs> I don't, don't we feel like Peter or sometimes when, when we think we will have our way and then the Spirit of God shows us Jesus' way and we realize that our way is no way. And then we recognize that Jesus Christ's way is the right way because he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Hallelujah. So life is an expensive resource because without life, we cannot have ability to make all these other resources. Giving your life to the Lord is important, dear brothers and sisters here in the cathedral and watching online. We live to serve and to serve God and to serve others, not ourselves. Life is an important resource as Peter says that we use the gifts of grace that we have been given. The person who shows what a resource an expensive resource in life of life is, is Paul. Paul who thought he had it all and he could do whatever he did to serve God in his own way or the Jewish way, but confronted by the risen Lord Jesus Christ and given a call to go and serve the Jesus way. This is what he writes to describe who he is. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9 to 10, he says, For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yes, Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. That is, that is the, the spiritual resource of grace. Given when we give our lives to God, allows us to appraise ourselves in the right perspective. We recognize that who we are, where we were born, what we are, what we have, what we have attained in life is because of the grace of God. Hallelujah. 
And, 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 and we recognize that grace is, is God's riches availed at Christ's expense for us. And so we serve in humility, voluntarily offering ourselves to serve like Jesus did. Voluntarily giving money towards serving. Voluntarily using our skills towards serving others. Tomorrow, uh, my wife and I possibly will be going to Kagadi in Mohororo to do a mission outreach, a medical mission outreach. Right now, we are taking a step, a step of faith. We need drugs, we need medicine. We are actually asking for medical profession people to go with us so that we may be able to serve the people who were in the catchment of a faith that said you cannot go to doctors, hospital, and get treatment. And people died. But eventually, <laughs> the teacher of that faith died as well. But died in a hospital, not in this country, outside. Says the lie caught up. And so we want to go and say, we are here, but we are here to represent Jesus who taught and preached and healed. And in his healing, he used uh, materials, organic materials. He used dust sometimes uh, and, and made, made an eye salve. And so at this point, I am calling on you here who want to go on mission to rise up and serve and live in the message. Those of you who want to give and donate medicines to rise up and go to the pharmacies and buy medicine and give it to us, whether here or online, we are saying what we have and who we are is by the grace of God. And that grace compels us and drives us to voluntarily voluntarily serve sacrificially others. And when we do that, that initiates an account for you and I in the presence of God. Similar to what Jesus got. That Paul, the apostle who writes about the grace of God, making him who he was, wrote this about Jesus who he encountered after being transformed and changed from being a persecutor of the followers of Jesus Christ, a killer of the followers of Jesus. And he became a persecuted follower of Jesus himself. In Philippians chapter 2, he writes this. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, mark that from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. That is a premise a starting premise for serving. That is why you'll be able to go and serve the poor, to go and minister to those in prison, to go and minister to the orphans and the elderly widows and widowers like we do in Shunamagara Ministries. He says, verse 4, each of you should look not only to your own interests, 
but also to the interests of others. Looking for one's own interests is that which I call stomach-limited vision, where you are looking at what are you going to put in your stomach. And as you look down, stomach-limited vision, you are looking into the grave. Hallelujah. But when you look far and you look around you and you see those in need and you are moved by the compassion of Jesus, then you are on the way to be like Jesus as Paul says in verse 5. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. I mean, that is absolutely unnatural, unhuman, uncool. God making himself nothing. He did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. That was initiation into a status of being able to serve others and not himself. Being able to strip himself of his glory and his divinity and taking on humanness so that he can show you and I the way to serve others. Hallelujah. And, and so serving God, rising up to serve, is not a simple thing. Jesus not only rose to serve his disciples before they had the last meal by washing their feet. He even rose as his cross was raised by the cruel Roman soldiers, as the nails were driven in his hands, as the nail was driven through his ankles, as the spear was driven through his side. He rose to demonstrate what ultimate serving by giving his life for others means. And given the voluntarily serving sacrificially that Jesus demonstrated, given that as our example, we see the initiation that you and I must go through in order to rise and serve others effectively. Short of that, we are playing games in claiming to be serving God. There are some who say they serve God part-time. Jesus did not serve us part-time. He served us full-time. His death was a full-time death. It was not a part-time death. And the salvation he accomplished through his death on the cross is an everlasting salvation, not a part-time salvation. And that full-time eternal salvation demands no less from you and I, brothers and sisters. And so may God's Spirit so touch us that we will rise up and follow Jesus Christ, pick up our crosses and follow him to go and serve him sacrificially where it hurts.
and where others would not want to go and serve. I was in Barara and I wanted to eat a caro because in Barara you eat matoke and caro and meat and uh, a shabwe. So I went around the, 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 the restaurants by the highway and they didn't have a caro. So I ventured into the, the, the byways and the narrow ways looking for a caro and I couldn't find a caro. So they, I found a katogo and I said that will be a substitute. And as they were serving me, the Spirit of God showed me a person who was lying by a wall, soiled, smelling, and the Spirit of God told me he needs to be served. Hallelujah. So I told the lady who was bringing food to me, please take that meal and give it to that son of mine. She looked at me. She looked at the uh, person, body lying down, zonked out. She said, you mean that one? I said, yes, I mean that one. I said, you take the food and put it by his head near his nose and you will see him come alive. <laughs> and she did. She took the food. And, but before she did, she looked for a plate among her plates. And she was like, that one doesn't deserve being served on the plates that I have. So I said, Madam, serve that son of mine on that plate. I will buy it and take it. I will give you money to go and buy another one. So she served the boy. Took the food near the boy's nose. He smelled the food. The nose that had smelling petrol and glue. The food smell was more powerful than the dazing smell of petrol. And the young man rose and saw food. And he was told, you eat. And, and he looked at his, at his dirty hands and looked at the food. And he says, it's like, so, so what? This is food. So he started eating. No sooner had he started eating, a friend of his saw him eating and he came. And he sat next to him and, and, and looked at him with longing and saying, can't we share? And <laughs> this man with food was looking at him like, you know, when a dog has a bone and you try to approach it, it's like, then he saw I was looking at him. So he was convicted and extended the plate. When he extended the plate, I said, he's got the lesson. So I called the lady. I said, serve a second plate. Take it to my other son who has come. Second plate there. Second person eating. Another one comes. It was like they were smelling the food. And there was a cord. So he comes. And, and now they are looking at each other. And they're saying, what is this? He, he, and he looks. They said, Someone is buying us food. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I told the lady, give him also food. So there was a party. And people were looking. And they ate. When they finished, I said, you know, I will pay for your plates. And I will take the plates. So, people who were eating, they stopped eating. And they said, 
Reverend, where are you from? <laughs> and I said, I am from Juna Amagara Ministries. We consider every life worth saving. And I said, watch this. So I went and squatted next to them. And I said, my sons, my sons, are you okay now? They said, yes. I said, what else do you need? They said, we're okay. I said, they're going to bring you drinks. So I ordered for drinks to come. When, I, when, when they done, I said, now can I pray with you? They all humbled themselves. And we prayed. And I said, would you like to accept Jesus? Who I serve. Who came to serve people like me and you. Irrespective of what our estate is. They said, yes, reverend. So I led them to prayer and to Christ. And they accepted Christ. Now, now listen. The people who were watching from the shops along that narrow alley were saying on their face, what wasted prayers? And then they came and said, Reverend, can you also come and pray for us? I said, yes. So by serving the poor, by serving the drug-addicted and stand people. I was able to open doors in the shops along that alley and I had a prayer ministry telling them that Jesus would be asking them what they did with the resources they had when they saw those young people taking, taking uh, 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 marijuana and taking wax, taking glue and, 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 and feeding on petrol because they were hungry and they wanted to deaden their pain by intoxicating themselves. Brothers and sisters, we have work to do. The people, those men, my sons, sobered up and they said, thank you. And they, in turn, they, instead of me blessing them, they said, may God bless you. No one has ever done this for us. People don't see us. We are invisible people. And I said, my sons, God loves you. And God has a wonderful plan for you. And I pray that you get saved and you continue. I went and talked to my brothers and sisters who ministered at All Saints Church Mbarara. And I told them where I had found those people. And uh, I do believe that there is uh, ongoing ministry towards those young people. So, so serving, arising to serve initiates a process of nurturing and nurturing those who will allow us to receive God's approval. Point number six and number seven. And I would like to, before I, I finish uh, that one, what, what Jesus got by humbling himself and denying his godly attitude and Serving you and I to the point of dying to the cross. This is what Jesus showed that you and I could participate in and initiate nurturing a warm reception that you and I will get at the end of the age. Matthew chapter 25 verse 30. Matthew 25 verse 30 says, And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
a servant who serves in his way, not the Jesus way, that is what he gets. And then he continues in verse 31 and says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king... This is King Jesus will say to them, those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick. And you looked after me. That's why we are going to Kagadi Muhororo and do a medical outreach. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Praise the Lord. That is what Jesus is calling all saints cathedral, brothers and sisters in the sanctuary, and those online and on YouTube and on Zoom, that is the call that Jesus is extending and pointing out to you and I to be the way to rise up and serve the King of Kings. For when he had served us successfully and done what God had sent him to do, this is what he got. The initiating of nurturing of glory. Back to Philippians chapter 2. Verse eight, verse 8, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. It is this call to you and I to rise up and serve in the pattern set by Jesus Christ that is going to allow us to live life serving with the hope of glory because Jesus, who set the example for us, received the glory and will be able to share the name when he says, come, what you did for the literal brethren of mine, you did it for me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is where you get God's approval. You are given a name that is above every name. Jesus Christ says in Revelation to John that those who will inherit the kingdom and live forever with him will be given a name that will be only known by them and Jesus who gives a name. Hallelujah. And the name is very important. You 
and I have national identity cards. They bear, do they bear your son's name? Or your brother's name? Or your friend's name? They bear your name. And they have a photo of you, a representation of you. We need a spiritual identification card given by Jesus when we accept him and rise up to serve him and our books, our names are written in the book of life in heaven. Hallelujah. How many of us need that? Raise your hand and rise up and we will pray. And as we pray, please know that we are calling people to rise up and go with us on a mission tomorrow and Friday in Kagadi, Muhororo, a medical mission, a preaching mission. If you would like to participate in that, please see Lillian or me at the end of the service. And if you are online, you can still call and uh, talk to us. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, thank you for teaching us this truth from your word. Thank you for showing that, that there is need to rise and serve because those who are sleeping cannot serve. There is need to rise, Lord our God, from our offices. There is need to rise from our homes. There is need to rise even from the church pews and go out to, to look for those who need to be fed, who need to be clothed, who need to be treated. Father, I want to confess with my brothers and sisters that we have been self-serving that we have served in our own way, not the God way, the way that gave the best that was Jesus to come from heaven and voluntarily, sacrificially humble himself to the point of dying on the cross. Father, I ask that you forgive us, that you forgive us for being bad examples to those that would want to serve. Father, I ask for forgiveness for the leaders in the government of Uganda who have not served the way you would want to serve them. I ask for your forgiveness, Heavenly Father, where we parents have not demonstrated to our children the way we should rise and serve. I ask you to forgive us, Heavenly Father, where we have valued our positions and our possessions and held on to them like the rich younger ruler who came to you asking for what he could do to inherit eternal life. And when you said to him, go sell everything you have, give it to the poor and follow me, the word says he went away very sad. He missed the point. He did not come your way. He went away his way in misery. Father God, I pray, forgive us and stir us unto love and good works so that as we bask in the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and the grace of Jesus Christ that we would be able to serve the world that is in need, that would be able to serve faithfully and effectively those that you have placed us to live in their midst. Forgive us, Jesus, and wash us 
wash our feet that our feet may be clean fitted for the gospel that people will see our feet beautiful on the mountains taking the good news where the good news is needed i pray all this with faith and thanksgiving in your powerful name jesus christ our lord amen the lord bless you and watch over you the lord prosper you and the lord give you strength to rise and go south and may the blessings of god the father god the son god the holy spirit be upon you dear brethren here in the sanctuary and watching online and on zoom and on youtube may the blessings that come without sorrow be ours to empower us to serve the king who is coming now and forevermore amen <laughs>